welcome to Adventure EXE, the recap episode. This is for episodes uh, between 1 and 26. I'm sitting here with um, your dungeon master, Matt Clausen. Hello, hello. And also a special guest, uh, Jeremy Green. And we invited you not because you're part of the show, but because you've listened to the episodes more than anybody else, and you're probably our biggest fan. Is that, <laughs> is that true, Jeremy? That is true. Uh, nobody knows adventure.exe better than me. That's right. So we're going to go through the first 26 episodes. Um, if you're a new listener, like totally listen to them from the beginning. But we understand there's a bunch of episodes and it's kind of like, you know, what, like 26 hours to go through. And so, and if you've listened to all the episodes, you just want like a refresher. Well, it's a good place to start. It's a great place to start. Yeah, yeah, it's time well spent. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start out. So our story began with three characters and they are the three main player characters that everybody knows and loves. And they are Blorpo, the human barbarian who's got a lot more muscles than brains, and he's played by Jeremy Green. There's Iados, the arcane trickster. He's a tiefling, and uh, he's a real lovable scamp. He is played by Carmen Cartanuto. And finally, there's Paula. She's 650 pounds, 48 years old, and she's going on a sort of a eat, pray, love type journey. Uh, she's played by Sarah Hager. Um, the very first episode we ever did was called... The Silver Cloud Monk? Yeah, absolutely. So what do you guys remember about this episode? Um, well, I remember that uh, the characters met. They m- were kind of sussing each other out, and uh, there was a monk that was uh, hiring them to uh, deliver a secret envelope to mm-hmm. a monastery. And then later, uh, the monk was found murdered in yep. the town square. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, absolutely. He's from the Silver Cloud Monastery, mm-hmm. and we agreed to do it, and then we felt like compelled to do it, because we were like, maybe we should just get it, you know, leave it alone, and then we felt like this magical compulsion to keep, you know, our, our word with him. You guys had a, a mark that was um, placed on you mm-hmm, that would sort true. of flare up every time you talked about not following through with your word. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And then we, that was the first episode we met Meve. That's right. Yeah. And that's who we thought killed the sil- silver clad monk. She was like this little thief girl who was in her like 20s. She tried to steal my heart. Yeah. Your yeah. heart. No. Some axes. <laughs> yeah. The jury's still out. I'm still suspicious of Meve. Yeah. Meve's a bit of a. I'm speaking as Blurbo now. So, I mean, Paula that's doesn't much... like Meve because she's jealous. I'm not jealous. The <laughs> shit. I don't like me because she you're trying to make her like uh, I just don't like her she's just like <laughs> oh trust me I'm a young girl and then she's like she's you know she's she's a thief yeah how can you trust her she's a liar too she is a liar absolutely true okay so everybody agrees that we all hate me <laughs> so I remember hell of the yeti the next episode um Blorpo got crazy because mm-hmm. strong Bobby who was a minor character in the first episode he came back in pieces from a yeti hunt literal pieces yeah and uh blorpo was like i need to go fight that yeti and so remember you offered us up as bait for it indeed yeah you lit a fire so it would get his attention where we were starting our journey Mm -hmm. and then you waited yeah like a crazy person yeah being an outlander and a tribal marauder you know blorpo's got uh, some skills and he was trying to lure the yeti out by using the party members which was unsuccessful unsuccessful but then immoral but you know i did mark our territory and i kind of flaunted in his face and i knew that he would come and try and find us and he did yeah absolutely did that happen in that episode the fight Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. shit 
Yeah, and okay. we, we used <laughs> successfully and very intelligently used ranged weapons until it got close yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you we, guys uh, laid a trap, like some sort of bear trap or something. Yeah, like that. an outlander trap. He got trap, stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Episode three was the second tingle. Yeah, this is where shit got real. We came across this. Uh, I think we started like going back on the path because we're like, oh shit, we really got. I think we like got off track fighting the Yeti, as you can probably imagine. Yeah, Yados and Blorpo wanted to find the Yeti cave for all that Yeti treasure. But it was way too far, and a yeah. snowstorm had just started, and mm-hmm. so there's no way we could find it. So it's still out there somewhere. Yeah, it is. And we took shelter in a cave, uh, like there was a door that was cut into the side of this mountain. And they found dead bodies inside. Mm-hmm. There was three dead adventurers at a table. And they had been strangled. They had been strangled, and uh, Paula detected uh, a tingle of magic. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so through further investigation, we discovered that there was a secret, well, there was an illusion that looked to be like a wall and there was a person inside and his name was Taco. Taco. And And he he was was like really skinny and deranged Mm -hmm. and Jeremy drew a really good picture of him. Yeah. So he jumped out of the wall and like he, uh, the characters couldn't, only Paula could understand him because he speak the local vernacular Dash Dash Tali. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then he told us that, you know, eventually, uh, he warmed up to Yados being another rogue and he said that that was their thief's hideout and that, uh, they had been warned by me to trust no one mm-hmm. of this group called the listeners. Oh yeah. And she left a, a note on one of their bodies. Remember? Right. Yeah. Conveniently. And we thought Meeve killed them too. Yeah. We Every did. single time we find a dead body, we assume it's Meeve. Yeah. Cause Meeve's involved in all, you know, She's a POS. situation where bodies are found. Yeah. Dead piece of shit and uh but taco said that a man uh dressed in a cloak fur a hooded yeah hooded hooded fur cloak shiny blonde hair was let in and uh destroyed the party members while he was on the can yeah it's true and remember that shiny blonde man because if you haven't listened yet he comes in later Mm -hmm. so the next episode was the whispering cavern and this is when we first went to that big ass mountain yeah, that's actually one of my favorite parts is when we put the reverb on and, oh. and uh, we're talking about, oh, wow, this is a huge Whoa. cavern. Yeah, it yeah. was so much fun. And uh, Gibbering Mouther. Yeah. This is a, this is a big uh, moment for Blorpo. Why don't you tell us what was going through your head when you were sifting through those guts and found the amulet? Uh, I found, yeah, a bronze amulet with a strange symbol. It could be dwarven. Uh-huh. And uh, for whatever reason, I haven't been able to find the meaning of it. <laughs> Maybe because it's pointless, useless no, trinket. No, it's not. <laughs> it's going to mean something fantastic. <laughs> He's a prince. Yeah, yes. but anyways, gibbering Mather, again, we used the tactical kiting strategy where we used um, ranged weapons mm-hmm. and we defeated the evil apparition. And Matt, do you, what else do you remember of the episode? Um, I remember you guys fighting that gibbering Mather and you were, I think, fighting it real slow, like running back in the hallway, mm-hmm. shooting at it, running That's back. That's what Matt, or was Jeremy just said. Yeah. Yep, that's, I don't know. Anything you can add in addition to that? <laughs> the Sturge kebabs were disgusting. Oh, that was right. good too. Yeah, yeah. Sturges. Sturge kebabs. Sturges are like mosquitoes, basically. Blood they're, filled. Yeah, they're like uh, sacks of blood and with these giant, uh, pr- what do you call them? Proboscis? Yeah. Yeah. And they just drain was, your blood. And so we ate those. And I uh, didn't know. No, you <laughs> ate Blorpo those. Blorpo exclusively yeah. ate those. Yeah. That was, uh, that's still one of the grossest things that Blorpo's ever done. Mm, How about the person really. he ate? What, Phil? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that happened in his uh, background. That happens later. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it actually happened before this. He didn't reveal it till later. But at this point, Blorpo had eaten a man. Indeed. He just didn't tell us about it till later. Yep. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. Now, I think it just ended and we we um, 
we hadn't got to the gnome village yet so that was the next episode yes, yes. inside the crystal mountain yeah what a beautiful name mm-hmm. it's where you guys met uh carmy and chief fiddly bump for the first time uh-huh the gnomes who lived mm-hmm. in the mountain yeah they lived in a gorgeous village made of crystals. Mm-hmm. And I found out the crystal huts were not see-through mm-hmm. because that would be weird. Well, it was right up your alley, apparently. Yeah. I wanted <laughs> to see them. Yeah. When, when no one else was looking, I would look. Yeah. And so the uh, we learned uh, that once um, the gnomes uh, trusted us, that <laughs> we were just trying to use their cavern as passage to the Silver Cloud Monastery, that... Um, we learned that you know, the ground had cracked open and these ice methods had come out mm-hmm. and they had been, you know, killed like half of their village. And uh, and then strangely enough, this hooded man had shown up. With blonde hair. Yeah, with blonde hair. Uh, coincidentally, it's just a coincidence, of <laughs> course. And uh, yeah, and that nobody really liked him because he was very condescending and yeah. patronizing. We also found out about the um, listeners. Matt, do you remember about those? Yeah, so the listeners were the... Um Sort of like the priests of this uh, this area, the Ice Blossom Mountains. Mm. Um, so they're the ones who listen to the divine winds that sort of the the gods of this area that they listen to, and uh, and they also notice that a different voice started telling them things because they stuck didn't they stick their little ears to the hole? Yeah, that's right. They so their whole shtick is that they listen to the voices on the wind kind of deal. Except these guys were saying that they heard some other voice. Yeah. Speaking. And I didn't like that at all. It was somewhat ominous. Yeah. yeah. It's coming from deep below, which we'll find out later. And then you met, and then you guys met a, a man. Ah, uh-huh. shiny blonde hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A long fur cloak. Yeah. Hands right size for strangling. <laughs> yeah. And his name was Sable Runeware. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which we have lots of fun getting wrong throughout yeah. the episodes. Yeah. And Sable was a total piece of shit. He was very <laughs> big on himself. Uh, he did not let me take his arm when he's, I walked, and yeah. I'm a lady, so I didn't like that. He's kind of uh, obsessed with magic and collecting artifacts, and he said that he was looking for a key, mm-hmm. and he was just interested in any magic items that we have on us. And um, we all got the no feeling from Sable. <laughs> 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 That's right. And the key thing is important, so keep that in mind. Do, 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 do. I need like a little, you know, it's like MTV video, like yep. annotations at the bottom where it's like. When it tells you to flip the page. No, it's like 1964. Mm-hmm. It's like a little fact or like, keep this in mind. Flip the Pop page. up video. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Pop up <laughs> video. Actually, this could have been a video, but hell no. So, um, and then we went and talked to, um, I didn't, we have some plan where we wanted to go spy on. Oh, yeah, I squatted down in the... This is the next episode. It's called The Madness of the I, No, I think Inside the Crystal Mountain also... I was also doing the squatting because we met Sable Rune where I did it right after. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So oh, I, yeah, I tried did. to cast yeah. um, Detect Magic around him and I found out his entire body was like just covered in magic. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. crazy. He was just chock full of it. And we started... We wanted to sneak out to like spy on him, but who is at the door when we went outside? Sable Runeware. Yeah. And he's like, oh, would you like to go for a walk? And that episode ended. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. And then the next episode, the madness of the Mephits began. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What happened in this episode? We goddamn fought some Mephits. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much that we, you know, were uh, courted by Sable Runeware. He walked with us to the he Rose Garden. He was trying garden. to get our stuff. And then, w- you know, we got the no feeling. <sighs> and then... Um, we basically knew from Taco's description that he was the murderer. 
Yeah. We approached the... Oh, yeah. We yeah. went to the the uh, Fiddly Bump. Yeah, the Fiddly chief. Bump. See? Yeah, he was like, so we are causing trouble in my town. Yeah, and we fucked up so bad. We were Remember, like... We'll I blame Yados. <laughs> well, yeah, Yados was like, oh, my God, it was so horrible. And Carmi was um translating because no one spoke our language. Yeah. And she had like a detect line or she had some spell that worked. Mm-hmm. Tongues, I think. Tongues, Tongues yeah. yeah. It was so horrible though because like we went to women and we're like, you know, we know we we said we were like, you know, simple travelers, but we're really bounty hunters because that was like our plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're here to present you with um, this criminal. He murdered somebody. And he's like, what are you doing? He was yeah. so angry. We had no proof. Yeah. And the person was crazy, apparently living in a wall. Yeah, taco. So it didn't, it didn't sound like our story was like you know too solid. <laughs> yeah, so we got basically asked to leave town, and I think yep. as that happened, the Mephits attacked. The, the Mephits ground attacked. cracked open, and the Mephits came out, which is very convenient because we think it was Sable Runeware that did it. And yeah, so we all fought valiantly alongside the gnomes, and then at the very end, Sable Runeware came in and like did this magical spell and yeah. like, killed most of them, and then everybody's like oh sable you're the greatest and we're like this guy is the worst yeah, yeah. and then he also bl- didn't he blame it he on us threw you guys under the bus he yeah. said that he suspected you were all responsible yeah and you were banished we from the just town. got there yeah it was yeah. embarrassing and it was rude i thought we'd won like the clay you know yeah Jeez. yep so that pretty much sums that up it was super rude oh yeah then they asked us to leave and then carmy said you'd come with us and that was actually the last time that you saw sable runeware yeah, yeah. And but Carmi. he's been sort of a looming presence yeah. ever since. And Carmi too. Carmi. Yeah, and they'll Carmi. come in later. Yep. So Carmi actually ran with us. Like she, she helped us escape town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in the morning, we went to this like secret hideout of hers. And I, this did this happen in the next episode. This is yeah. the one, yeah, where we wake up the, the next same day. Same one. And yeah. Descent into the depths. No, I, th- I think what ha- I think at the very end we we escape from her. Mm-hmm. I, I, it doesn't really matter how it really got split up. Yeah. But uh. Basically, she had a bunch of magic alarms and found out someone was following us. Yeah. Remember yeah. that? And so she went back to confront whoever they were and then we went forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We never saw her And she, again. Gave, she gave us a map to go through this singing crystal cave. Yep. But then a earthquake hit. Yeah, and we were to avoid this Mr. Crunchy. Mr. Was, Crunchy, a big lizard. He was a basilisk. With uh, crystals growing on top of him. Yeah, so... Um, so that one way she said, whatever you do, don't go this way, that turned into the way that you guys had to go. Yeah, yeah due to more earth tremors caused uh-huh. by somebody who shall remain runeware. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then so we only had one path to go, and it kind of forced us down this crystal corridor and at the end, uh, some of the, the walls had caved in and it revealed a giant uh, ancient dwarven mm-hmm. doors. And we went through. Indeed. And if anybody's a fan of um, the old 1960s uh, Spider-Man uh, episode, <laughs> the gang did a really good uh, version while Paula had her spider climb climbing down the yeah. corridor. And it became the theme song oh, for the God, rest of Oh, God, it was so good. Yeah. So just check that one out. It's worth it. And as we went down the staircase behind the door, we began our... Episode seven, Descent into the Depths. <laughs> I think Descent into the Depths is when you fought against Mr. Crunchy. Oh, really? Okay, I'm an episode yeah, behind. That's, no, that's yeah. the same one. That's the same one. Yeah. A lot of things happened. Um, yeah. Yeah, as you guys were going down those stairs, though, you heard a voice. Mm-hmm. There was a voice in your heads. A spider voice. Yeah. yeah. And that was basically the cut that goes into the next episode, which is... Children of Phalus. The Children of Phalus. Yeah, absolutely. So the gang found themselves on a precipice... Uh, looking out over an ancient dwarven city it was amazing crumbling yeah abandoned and so um and what was in the middle a big dragon skeleton yeah a big dragon skeleton and 
we had dropped our torch down over the side to see how far down it was. It was like three, four, five hundred feet. And also it ignited something. Yeah, it ignited something down so that uh, when we jumped off and used fre- feather fall, when we landed, that's when we met. Uh, we heard the voice of somebody talking to us in our head. That's right. And uh, it was like in our minds and it was like, oh, somebody's here to play with us. Mm-hmm. And it turned out it was this being called Phelis who we weren't sure what that was, but we met its children when we got to the bottom. A bunch of spider babies. Yeah, we fought three, spiders. Th- three giant spiders and yeah. we, we were nearly killed. The party was nearly killed. <laughs> so if you guys like combat and nail biters, that's the one to check out because that's both brutal. Uh, Paula and Yados were down and <laughs> on their last death saving throws. And that was the first was, time that was happened. bleak. That was bleak. I, and I was, I remember being restrained too. And I yeah. was like, I done fucked up good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I'd taken some offensive spells at that point. Because mm-hmm. I don't think I had anything. I didn't have my magic missile wand yet. That's such a good. That's such a good episode, though. I, I've had lots of people reach out to me and tell me that I was like, "You guys were done for." <laughs> it was like, but you can't count your chickens until they're you know laid or whatever. Yeah, they say. true that. So, um, and then we went to this old. We tried to go rest because we were like beat up so bad. So mm. we went to this um, old abandoned house had a bunch of skeletons in it, and then we found that it's like they're scratching at the door. Like, and I looked outside through the slot in the door and it was like a little tiny spider matt described it as the size of a cat mm-hmm. and i was like which is actually a huge spider <laughs> yeah in our world yeah. but there's yeah. something about a cat i just thought maybe it's good i don't know i think it might be good so i tried to let it in as soon as i opened the door it w- went and told its mom i think <laughs> did, no didn't you try and slide it some food or something yeah, I tried like to give yeah. some food. that's what we did and yeah. then it was like oh it detected something and then it went, ran off yep and then we got, and we had to leave immediately. Yeah, because it went and told old rubber arms. Yeah. Rubber yep. arms and rubber hide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This what was the name of that dude thing? Dude showed up. I think what was it called? An edder cap? Yes. I think an edder cap. He was a big spider man, basically. Man mm-hmm. spider. Yeah. Half man, half spider. Humanoid You know, I remember type. him wearing a top hat. Did he wear a top hat? No, <laughs> no there was, was no top was, hat. That was in your own imagination. <laughs> Maybe that's part of uh, Paula's uh, book series. Oh, Yeah. That was the one, that was the episode you used the phantasmal force and that was amazing. Yeah, that's when I first got. It's just like a pretty offensive spell. Yeah, it was great. You were scaring him and he fell off the ceiling and he landed on his head and then he was yeah. being chased around. Yeah, and did he go, mother, mother? Yeah, yeah, I think so. That yeah, was that was creepy. amazing. Yeah, creepy. Matt got to do lots of spider voices. It was fantastic. Well, that was uh, the Spider Cat Chronicles. Yeah. Oh damn it! You know what? Yeah, we were like one behind, but you know what? It's fine. No, that's yeah. exactly what it is. Yep. Spider Cat Chronicles. That's when the Spider Cat showed up. And then. We moved into, after that, we started exploring the Dwarven City. Yeah, Secrets of the Dwarven City. Secrets of the Dwarven City. And we found, um, we went to a city hall, a civic hall. Oh, yeah, and it was spotless. Yeah, and it was spotless and none of us knew why. And I thought that maybe this is where Phelis was chilling out. And I thought there'd be more poop if she had been living here. Yeah, but it turns out that it was home to... A gelatinous cube. Yeah. So the gelatinous cube had been making its way through this civic hall. And, and I rolled like and a gobbling, 20. And gobbling for everything perception. Up. Yeah. And we almost missed it. We mm-hmm. almost walked into it like idiots. Because we were archway, walking yeah. Wizard of Oz style like we always do. Mm-hmm. Arm in arm. Totally. We would have just walked into it. Yeah. Is there even a save against those? <laughs> Not if you walk right into no, it. No, <laughs> yeah. You just take full Can damage. Imagine that's it. Uh-huh. We would have died like yeah. episode... And I'm, I'm grateful too because that's not something that Blurpo would want to fight with an axe. Yeah. And then I tried, to, I wanted to eat it after we killed it. I remember Blurpo threw his torch at it and it just like <laughs> attacked and engulfed its and torch. And then it, it just went pitch out. black. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that pretty horrible. That wasn't good. So we killed it. We went through the place. We found like kind of a vague story about what happened. Like, didn't we kind of find out a little bit what happened? Yeah. We found out there was like a big threat and they had to leave. Yeah. No, a so dragon. Ba- basically, uh, Blorpo spent some time reading some old dwarven texts about... He got a lit layer, uh, level of exhaustion because he was so bad at reading. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, no, but I'd learned about uh, the city that we were in was called Dwaynald. They had it, good memory. Yeah. And Very they had memory. had um, they had, had much success. There was a very, very prosperous, rich dwarven uh, culture, uh, but they had mined deeper and found something else that was um, not quite... Uh, it was it was like the, the dates of the book stopped uh, w- saying that they had dug down deep and they'd found this other thing that was like more precious than gold. And they didn't say what it was. They didn't say what I'm it sorry. was though. And after that, we um, moved th- through the... the um, the city building, hall, the, yeah. the city hall, and we, we found ex- a room, secret yeah. room. Yes, that went downstairs, and underneath was like this, like kind of um, fallout shelter, secret kind of place. A bunch of people were dead, mm-hmm. and there, wasn't there like a letter by some guy? He's like, "I'm so sorry, I couldn't get out. I love you." Yeah, which mm-hmm. is kind of another plot development that it was like uh, w- we imagine that the dwarf and these other dwarves had held up inside this place because there was a giant you know, a huge dragon outside and yeah. they were, they couldn't get out. And, um, we hadn't learned it at this point, but what the dwarves had done to like, um, defeat the dragon basically damned the people that left in the, that were left in the city. Yeah. And, uh, the good, good news is, is that we found a whole bunch of treasure down there with them. Yeah. Money. F- we, we looted their bodies like crazy. Yeah. And you found, uh, one man's misfortune is our treasure. You found a scroll of lightning bolt. Did I find my... Mo- no, no, magic missile wand was... That was off. after. That yeah. was immediately after. So let's just say what happened to the dwarves, Matt. Do you want to say... Because, I mean, why not right now? Sure. So the dwarves, um, well, to get, get a little ahead, they um, found a place called the Deep Below, and they found this amazing fruit... It was basically a panacea. It would it would cure every disease, make everyone feel great all the time, and people just went wild for it. And it made them huge amounts of money mm-hmm. because it was just like this thing that everyone needed to have all the time just to feel healthy and happy. And the greed of this like incredibly valuable fruit uh, drew in a very greedy dragon, mm-hmm. and. Um, that brought doom on them all and it, it was their destruction and also like Jer- uh, jeremy was saying basically the dwarves got out and then they caved in the rest of this village so nobody could get out and what do they do like pump they, it full ga- of toxic they gassed gas? it yeah yeah they gassed their own which is dark but the real secret of the dwarven city was the ancient door that we found uh immediately after this and it was so uh, old and so rusted that we couldn't get it open and it required like an amazing feat of strength from Blorpo to <laughs> rip it open. And finally we did and we um, crawled through a natural tunnel for like half an hour. Yeah. And we got to the end of the tunnel and there was a false wall that had been plastered in. And um, this is the episode where we move into the lair of the Spider Queen. Mm-hmm. So we did the Kool-Aid like, oh yeah, and broke <laughs> through the wall. <laughs> that was great. 
and uh, defeated one or two small little cat-like spiders as Lots we... Lots of fire. Yeah, and the the we came to a teen intersection. We broke through that wall, and we could either go up or we could go down. And fresh air is coming from, from up. From up. So we figured that, you know, we had found something. We should go down. Um, and so we went down, and we came across the lair of the spider queen. Mm-hmm. Those are hatchery and all our eggs. Yeah. And we started stomping eggs. Yato stomped eggs. That was his job. Mm-hmm. Well, he, that this was when Blorpo really used his party members as a as bait. bait. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Jeez. No, but that was like think about it. He's the thief, and he's putting out the eggs. That like that was a perfect <laughs> plan. And then Phelis just like showed up like out of nowhere. She was giant, terrifying. Yeah, like she she first called out like how could you and was in her minds like crying out like how could you have gotten past me i was watching the entrance blah 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 yeah we would run right into everyone up yeah so um we really lucked out finding that door and sneaking in behind her and getting down into her hatchery and then starting destroying her babies and it kind of threw off guard and she came in and the, the gang had a plan so um i think it was blorpo and paulo waited on the sides while yados was out in the open just stomping <laughs> eggs and we didn't see her come through because we were going to attack her when she came through she just appeared it behind was so him. scary like and i always imagine the way she appeared was like uh when you seeing see a klingon bird of prey come out of cloak <laughs> just like we just appeared right behind yados this giant bulbous spider and uh tried to kill us all yeah kill us all yeah and we killed her Yes, you did. And yeah. it was a, probably a very close fight, I can probably imagine. Yeah, it was very, very close. Yeah, as all of our fights are. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wait, started we were both unconscious. On fire. Yeah. Also, me and Yeda's got unconscious. We got bit by her and paralyzed. paralyzed. Yeah. yeah. And so you would carry us I was, out. We were one bite away from being finished. Blorpo had yeah. to carry your um, paralyzed bodies out of the burning hatchery. Because oh, yeah. Because started a fire in there. <laughs> and that was amazing because um, he guys threw you guys like like in the 69 position, like face to face and like <laughs> pulled you out and told you yeah. about it later. But you know, you bo- both like, you're just paralyzed, but you're completely aware of what happened. So it was the worst. And, and Paula had nightmares <laughs> for a long time about the that. goat man's crotch in your face. That was what she had nightmares about. Yeah. No kidding. Not the spider. No kidding. That was old news. Mm-hmm. So, um, then you guys headed to the deep below. Yeah. So we basically, we found this, the opening to the mine, the one that the dwarves, dwarves, the dwarfs? The dwarfs. The dwarfs went down yes. to do all their mining. And I was really reluctant at first. I'm like, well, we have no mining equipment. Why we go down there? Why we go down there, I said. Why, why we go? And yeah. then you guys were like, let's do it. I was like, all right, why not? <laughs> we, we went down these re- like this curved staircase. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we went down and down and down. Yeah. And then we found... A boat in a river. I and mean, there was like a little little forest. A little down there. glade, yeah, yeah with a little yeah. forest. And, and that's where the fruit was? Yeah, and Blorpo went and he picked all these fruit because he's an outlander. So, you know, uh, if you play D&D, whatever, if you don't, the background of the outlander is that I can just forage for food and get enough for like five people. And so it just happened to be that these, it was these strange and mysterious and weird, fantastic, like science fiction fruit that I like, you know, were growing underground, which didn't make any sense, but they were yeah. delicious. They were absolutely... And you're the only one who ate them because yeah. we were so scared. So they were like a cross between apples and mangoes and they were Perfectly, freaking delicious. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, guys, I found like this amazing fruit. You got to have some. And, we, and they, we hadn't read about them yet. Like no yeah. one had mentioned them in any of the books or like the ledgers we were, uh, were looking at. Yeah. But there's something weird about it. Like there was, it was like a perfectly manicured forest, like mm-hmm. no dead fruit, fruit in the ground. They're all just in, it just seemed weird to me and I didn't want to eat them. 
And so we loaded up. Yeah, subterranean fruit, like in yeah. subterranean trees. It and you guys uh, came up with a name for that fruit, right? Yeah, Blorpo did. Yeah, I called it Blorpo fruit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And I just loaded up bags and bags of it, and yeah. I took as much as I could carry. And then we had to go into that little, like... um The boat. The boat. Yeah. And I uh, brought a plastic bag just in case Blorpo got diarrhea from mm-hmm. the fruit, because mm-hmm. we didn't know if they were poisonous or not at that point. And everybody kept asking him like how he felt, and I'm like, I'm fucking telling you, I feel great. Yeah. So Matt had slipped me a little note and said, you feel fantastic like this is the best you've ever felt ever <laughs> and i was just like trying to convey to the guys like just how amazing the fruit is and and you were really pushing it both, and of, scared the, us. both of you were so skeptical oh all you got to do is hand the players a note and everyone freaks out yeah. Yeah. and hand one player a note and everyone just just yeah. goes insane yeah and, and uh and then we were the boat ride lasted like 12 hours like it started getting it was longer days. and longer like, it and was longer. like two days or something yeah and then paula had to take a shit eventually and you guys almost dropped her yeah but we had you to, had to do a strength hold. we had to do the fireman's grip and hold her over the side her bus. butthole was barely off the <laughs> ship plop 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 yeah. into the water yeah well at least she wasn't incontinent you know dude um but she caved and finally gave in and had some of the blorpo fruit and then she felt great yeah and it was like blorpo and uh, paula were like high and just like loving life cocaine yeah and we were just talking about everything was so wonderful and like we should get outfits and that match yeah and and yadis was just like so just not having it he was gripping the boat like gripping the boat staring off into the darkness and he, you know, he never ate the blurber fruit ever. No. To this day, he hasn't had one. No. And he doesn't know what he's missing out on because it is juicy. It is delicious, yeah. It's so good. So uh, we go into the dream. Yes. And finally the boat trip ended. Matt, why don't you tell us about this? Because this is your domain. <laughs> so you guys encountered a kindly old tree man or like a basically a giant tree, the very soft voice who spoke to you all in sort of fatherly tones. And um, he yeah, he was, turns out he was really nice. Yeah, he knew all your names. Uh, he liked to um, t- try and draw <laughs> affection from you all. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, he wanted our uh, allegiance, our loyalty, yeah. us to swear our and lives to him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and it felt weird and creepy a it little bit. It did feel weird and creepy. And Blorpo said, "Are you God?" Mm-hmm. And, and he goes, the yes. dram replied, "Yep, <laughs> <laughs> sure am." Yeah. And um, he gave us a message to give to the leader of the Silver Cloud Monastery who hadn't seen him allegedly for like years and years and years. Yeah. And what was it? It was just like, I'm thinking about you, buddy. Pretty oh, much. Yeah. yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah. what's up? I know that uh, it's the like, dream. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come and see us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The dream requests your audience. That yeah. was it. Yeah. Good memory. Yeah. And then the dream beamed us because he said he, he, he says he wants our allegiance um but we were like ah we're not so sure and then he's like well that's okay don't worry what what can i do for you and i said we want to get out of here and then he beamed us star trek style onto the top of the mountain yeah he opened a gateway for you guys he was actually very kind i mean he was more useful than like anyone else has been even though he was like the devil basically yeah and he gave us all that killer fruit yeah he said we could keep it we did Oh, and that did. brings us into the next episode, one of my favorites. Heel Fest. <laughs> Heel Fest. Yeah, that was a great so episode. So we beamed to the top of this mountain, and in the distance, there was a city. And so we're like, cool. A little village, actually. More a little than village. A city, yeah. What's the village called again? Mistwell. Mistwell. We've met lots of people who that come was, from Mistwell. That was Mistwell? We never knew yeah. the name of it until we left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> until later when we were You guys never thought to ask, people. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't care. Yeah. So we, we went to this village and um, it was like a tiny little thing that like trappers and stuff went through, miners. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, yeah, like Matt said, it was small. People mm-hmm. who trade with the monastery. Yeah, exactly. So we went to the um, inn and immediately 
<laughs> the the person who ran the inn was this gruff ass woman named Missy. Oh shit, Missy. Yeah. Yeah. It's me. And um, I loved Missy. And she said she could give us food and shelter and stuff. I mean, obviously for a price, but she had to go because her daughter was sick. Mm-hmm. And Bullerbo was super kind, and he knew the fruit had helped him, yeah. so There's, he gave her one. Yeah, and I said, "Here, just give this to your daughter, uh-huh. and then everything will be fine." And then she's like, "Well, she didn't believe me, and I like ate one in front of her. Like, look, it's totally fine." She it's was very delicious. suspicious. Yeah. And so, um, while she went to give her daughter the fruit, we went and did a bunch of um, shopping. Oh yes, we did. Oh, you never. Um, we went and saw Dunkey at the store. Yeah, his name was Dunkey. Yeah, oh, so yeah. I yeah. so basically the Yeti had destroyed my Outlander traps, so I had to get new traps. I wanted to get a whole bunch. Oh of, man! So we had we had all these this gold. So <laughs> and it I took went, it took even longer in the actual. I got episode. everybody new outfits. I got Yada's a new cloak. I got Paula a new outfit. So it's like I described it like you know, uh, the Empire Strikes clothing compared to uh, Empire Strikes Back is. Com- uh, opposed to Star Wars clothing. Yeah, it was so like we, we all got second, upgrades. Yeah, we had like level five outfits. So we can sell different figures that cost yeah, more. Yeah, exactly. And we could do different toys. And Paula sold some paintings that she found. Oh, yeah. yeah. I found some Dwarven paintings in the ruins and I and I sold them to him. And he was, I was like, these are ancient paintings. He's like, oh my God. And I said, oh, give me a thousand bucks for them. He's like, sold. And I was like, uh-oh. I didn't give them a praise. I just sold them for a thousand dollars. I had so much regret. Yeah. And also, Yada's got a bag of holding. Yeah. 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 Which he. Yeah. So Dunkey tried to sell it to Blorpo, and Blorpo didn't want to buy it. And then I told Yadis about it. Yeah. Shit a brick. Yeah. He shit a brick, and it's good. He needed to get that. And it turns out he had enough cash because he had been lifting money off all of us the whole time. So, like a good little thief. (laughs) Great. Great. Yeah. We love him. Yeah. Uh, That that was a great episode too. Oh, and then so. The heal fast is basically... We, we went back to yeah. the inn and we found out that her daughter had been healed. And mm-hmm. not only that, she, I think, told people about it. Yeah. Yep. And immediately... We're, and Blorpo is so generous. He actually is a very nice person. So he's like, I'll help anybody who needs, you know, needs healing. And so we, 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 I try to regulate it and said, okay, everybody come here at this time. You get one fruit each. Do not bother us mm-hmm. otherwise. And you have to leave. And so I tried to make it good. I wrote an X on everyone's wrist after they got a Blorpo fruit. People started bu- trying to buy it from us. They're all yep. frail women. And then it started, it was like Black Friday in the States <laughs> where <laughs> basically rocks were being thrown through the window and people were like, give us that bro. Yeah, it was. And they were like, it was pandemonium that was breaking out. And then I rolled two 20s in a row and this is the only reason we didn't get mugged. Oh, yeah, to persuade them to just take their fruit and go home. Yeah. There's I no s- more left. Exactly. So there's no more left. Get out of here. Yeah. Otherwise, 20. we would have had to slaughter everybody. <laughs> or wait. Or give up the fruit. Give up the or fruit. Or give up the fruit. Yeah, yeah give up the fruit. Yeah, and then uh, the other significant thing that happened in that episode was Meave showed up again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since the first episode, she had been trailing us, and it uh, turns out that after the murder in uh, Dash to Call, like she was a suspect and had to beat feet and get out of town, and so she didn't know where else to go. Um, we extracted the information that um, she had been hired by Sable to um, find this key to this place and uh that she they believe that the the key that or the letter that we had been given by the monk from silver cloud uh who was murdered in the first episode was actually the key that they were looking for so yeah or had something to do with and we were like we don't know what you're talking about yeah we don't have the letter yeah Yeah. and then she left because she told us that the fruit belonged to the dream who's basically the devil yeah he's like an evil god and that uh 
the the blorpo fruit or the dream fruit or whatever it's blorpo fruit when it's doing good but it's dream <laughs> fruit when it's like an evil yeah. thing um, and then so, didn't you get rid of all of the dream fruit but keep the blorpo yeah fruit? i gave away the dream fruit because i you know <laughs> called some of it dream fruit but the other stuff is blorpo fruit <laughs> which is a registered trademark by the way <laughs> um so yeah and then what happened after that after we went to sleep we got up the next day and we decided we had to make our way for the monastery. We couldn't wait in town because it was getting a little too hairy down there. Yeah. We skipped for it a couple of days, I think. Mm-hmm, we did. Game. And we hitched a ride with this old man and his Who wife. I love. This is okay. The next episode is called Enter, Enter the, the Monastery. And I think it's my very favorite episode. Really? I love it. Yeah. So you guys were traveling on the way up. And, and let's talk about the guy first. What oh, was his hold name? Hold on. I, I was, I'm getting to that. <laughs> I love him. So you're traveling yeah. up with this old man who's just like... Named Brutus? Oh, I think his name is Brutus. And he's like, you know, the bandits, they come for me every once in a while and they chase me around like a sort of like weird Benny Hill or Scooby-Doo type situation. Yeah. Yeah, he said there are bandits in the hill, but they're nothing to worry about. So oh, we let our guard yeah. down immediately. Yeah. And then you guys got approached by bandits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, far away. But this encounter did not go the way that you would expect it to. Yeah, so I wasn't totally sure they were bandits and I didn't really want to attack people that might not be. And so what I did is I cast Minor Illusion myself just out of nowhere, just because I was thinking about Alien, I guess, where a worm was bursting out of my chest and everyone else is hiding in the bushes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and they were basically, I was like, well, if they're good people, they'll help me. If they're bad people, they'll attack me. Which is good logic. But mm. there's a third option and I didn't think about it and <laughs> is that one of the bandits screamed, said, not again, and then slit his own throat. Yeah. And it was very disturbing. And everyone said it was my fault, but it's not no. my fault. I didn't slit his own, I didn't slit his throat. He did it to himself. All right. And you just keep telling yourself that. So <laughs> yeah, whatever helps Paul asleep at yeah. night. Oh my God. So that was interesting. And it was kind of foreshadowing of things bursting out of people's chests. Blue tongues too. He had a blue tongue. And he did have a blue tongue. So we went back on our merry way. We took the body with us. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we were like, he's somebody's son, as a blurpo said. Remember yeah. That? Yep. That's he's right. somebody's son. We got up to the monastery. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yeda said a little monologue about how this is it. We've been working for this forever, 15 episodes. Yeah. And then um, the monks made us wait for like three hours outside. Yeah. <laughs> it was anticlimactic. <laughs> and we met, uh, the first person we met was Kaibu. Yeah. She's yeah. like a large... Uh, well, I shouldn't say large. She was taller than usual. She was like six foot two. Yeah, yeah very was, strong, she was fit, um, tattooed uh, monk. Yeah. Who Blorpo took a fancy to because she had, uh, you know, the genetics <laughs> of, uh, you know. Yeah. He wanted to baste her, <laughs> baste her like a turkey. She was like a superwoman to his superman, you know. Yeah, I get it. So, yeah, he just had fire in his loins for her. Yep. And she did not quite reciprocate, did yeah, she? Because she, uh, she was much older. Oh, yeah. like She was in her 40s, I would assume. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Borpo's just a young pup. He's like 18. 18, yeah. 18, dripping wet. And so you guys entered the monastery. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, these two episodes kind of bleed together because the next one is um, the eternal leader. Well, we, for we, that one, you guys had to walk up a thousand steps to go well, to- First, uh, we met that guy, though. Right. Oh, we, there was a depressed- 
the the day-to-day operations of the monastery <laughs> i love how we're just skipping over all like the personalities of the monks so just like there. the episodes yeah. well we gotta we gotta you know yeah well we didn't know them matt well, wrote, listen to the episode for more details yeah, exactly well i know this that is just a recap for christ's sake matt wrote like extensive backstories for all the monks and we it was like we had been waiting for so long to find out what was in the envelope we just like did not pay attention so to there anybody was, yeah there was shadow stepping monks there was um, blueberry monks. Yeah, there were strawberry monks. <laughs> they just Chocolate basically monks. they had they had shopping or they had magic or shadow stepping abilities, basically, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, there was the spy monk, and there was a, a real um, confrontational the- elf monk, Quinn. Quinn. Was she wasn't that confrontational. Yeah, she she was. just she was like flirting with you. You totally he's like it as like a slight. She's it was like, a it was like a love triangle type situation. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what was happening? Yeah. See, Blurpo's a little slow, right? Blurpo so was really insulting. He didn't she, pick uh, up that somebody was, you know, trying to She challenged him to an arm wrestle. Yeah. And he's like, Oh no. And we're all like, Come everyone, come watch this because he yeah. thought he's being like, because she's small, right? Yeah. yeah. And so he thought he was being set up, and so he refused. And so we went upstairs to talk to the day like the what was he? He's the head of the monastery. Head of the monastery. So the monastery has this sort of convoluted system where they have uh, a, a, a mortal leader that changes all the time, but they also have an eternal leader that sits on top oh, of the mountain. Oh, I just got that. Things. I know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the mortal leader was this guy who was in bed. Yeah, and he's kind of bummed. He was yeah. super bummed. He's, he's like, depressed. the world yeah, is he bad. He's depressed. And, uh, I brought him food and fed him. Yeah, he, he was unshaven and... Skinny. Had tissue boxes on his feet. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> you uh, delivered your message from the dream. Yeah, the basically. What was his name again? That guy. His name was Chintus. Was wow. it uh, Master Chintus? No, that was the uh, that, that was, was the, the eternal, eternal leader, leader. Um, um, Brother Unrangius. Uh, Unrangius. <laughs> we said you're being Unrangius. Yeah. yeah. So Brother Unrangius was kind of bummed, and then I bummed him out even more by showing him the blorpo fruit and asking him if he knew what it was. Oh, and I tried to feed it to him, and then I said. The dream requests your presence. Now, was that actually supposed to be given to the eternal leader? Do we give that to the wrong person? No, no I gave, gave it to the head of the monastery. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. I was worried about that back then, and I'm worried about it now. <laughs> no, it's all good. So we left him. You know what? We told him about our cool things. We showed him um, Earth yeah. Shatter. Yeah, so he was really, really interested in hearing about uh, Dwaynald, the ancient dwarven city of and legend. We, we found this big sword called Earthshatter mm-hmm. that Yados does never like to talk uh, about. And he was just <gasps> blown away, and he was just—he thought it was so cool. And he heard about like us fighting a gibbering mouther yeah. and Sturges, and, and he seemed like he felt a little bit better when we yeah, left. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, and I was, you know, we're we're all trying to like cheer him up that there's cool stuff in the world, and you know, there's reasons to keep going. But so then we decided to go up, 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 up. To the highest part of the monastery yeah. where the eternal leader lived. How Now, tell me this. How did Paula make it up those stairs? I just did. You made me roll like eight times. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't even imagine how Paula did that. Uh, it was. Oh, she re- must have cast spider climb. Why, why don't you ask her? Yeah, she did have spider oh, climb. Yeah. 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 For an hour. And yeah. we had, I had blurpo fruit to motivate her up there. Yeah. She did definitely cast spider so Those are the things that you would see like on a montage. <laughs> montage. Yeah. You'd see, I'd be like, you know, just dangling. Yeah. I'd have the the, the stick the, with the rope and a blurb yeah, of fruit. I was about to say. Her, she'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, you use the carrot, not the stick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it was a blurb of fruit. Yeah. And so I believe I did get a level of exhaustion, though, by the very end. Probably. Yeah. But the first hour, I was spider climbing like a little maniac. It was mm-hmm. fun. So we walked all the way up, and at the very top, there was a house, and there was a man there 
handsome as the dickens Mm -hmm. he was reading something a real silver fox yeah and then once again we were about he's like oh i'm just reading this wait a minute yeah he's like just a second and then he like finished the page and then closed it and like (sighs) took a deep breath and he's like okay what is it (laughs) yeah he had no no respect (laughs) no respect at all no respect (laughs) and so he was chintus right yes and he was turned out he was a dragon in human form that's right. Mm-hmm. And Paula wanted him bad. <laughs> and um, you guys traded goods with him, remember? Yeah, yeah. It, I should say that it was like the Silver Cloud Monastery. He was most likely a silver dragon and that he had a silver tree that like yeah. in the monastery had this, it like basically dropped silver leaf um, That was awesome. Which is in contrast to the gold, you know, greed of the Blorpo fruit or the dream fruit. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was interesting. And then, yeah, so we did, I presented him, or we sh- we talked with him and... He's, he's a collector. Yeah, he's a collector, but he, he told us that we had to go to the, we had to take the key and go to Valheim, the city of Cutting Winds. Yeah, he told us about that. Uh, which it was, was this amazing giant city full of treasure. Treasure, a city made of treasure. And in order to trap the dream many, many years ago, they basically froze the city. Like mm-hmm. it was a giant like power source to control him. And somehow it had gotten unfrozen and that's why the dream was around. So we had to go there and we could also take treasure. I'm pretty sure he said we could take all the treasure we wanted. Mm-hmm. That's what I understood anyway. So yeah. we showed him earth chatter and he was so impressed that he wanted to trade Yados for it. And he traded um, earth shatter. Oh yeah, that's what happened to that sword. It yeah, was traded. For um, some boots of elven kind. Oh, yeah. And he gave um, Blorpo some pants of incontinence. Yeah, he so, gave him go- uh, goggles. Yeah, goggles of incontinence. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's like the third time we've used that word. It's um, so much fun to I say. Know, incontinence. I was at actually the pharmacy and I was like, incontinence needs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, good thing I don't. And then you're like, have I found incontinence it. Incontinence needs, which is basically a way of saying diapers. Yeah. Um, also, like plugs. <laughs> yeah. They have like um, plugs. Wow. For what you need. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like a bathtub. Yeah. Like a plug. Like a plug for your butt. Like earplugs, but you know, butt. they expand. Um so anyways. It's a million back dollar to, idea. Back to Chintus. Yeah, uh Blorpo had found inside the ancient dwarven city a immaculate bronze gear, which oh, yeah. which he thought was um dwarven, but it turned out it was from the Mechanus. dimension of Mechanus, yeah. And uh Chintas was very interested in trading for that, and he gave Borpo some goggles of the eagle, mm-hmm. um, which are great. And also, be, be, you became four eyes. Well, uh, supposedly, like I found out about it later <laughs> that you guys had been you were talking behind my back. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, yeah, four eyes. And everybody's like snickering, like they had had this discussion. We'll call him four eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, what? You're like the little redhead dude from, uh, or blonde guy from Breakfast Club now. You went from like the big strong dude, Estevez, yeah. to little guy. I don't know their names. No, right. <laughs> uh, Anthony Michael Hall, I and believe. Anthony Michael Hall, that's what you are. Who turned out to be, you know, quite a beefcake. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right, you know what? Maybe that's Blorpo, yeah. yeah. One day, Blorpo, you can be beefcake but too. I'm talking about an Edward Scissorhands. He was a real prick in that oh, movie. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. I told totally you that. Like, it was shocking how much he had filled out. Yeah. Yeah. In more places than you'd imagine. And he was, he was, uh, he was a jerk. Anyways. Um. So yeah. And then what did uh, Paula get for 
Okay, so I sold my paintings, and yeah, so I like, really shit the bed because I got like, money. Do you have any like ancient dwarven paintings? And you were like, no. Yeah, so I tried to trade him like an old vase I had picked up, and he was yeah. like, this is made in China. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't remember what he did. He was just nice to me, and then he um, made my temporary mis- wand of magic missile permanent, mm-hmm. yeah. which is amazing. But I And then I tried to flirt with him, and he was like, oh, Paula. <laughs> he felt bad for you. I'm a dick. And then he gave me a wheelchair. Yeah, a hover magical wheelchair. hover wheelchair. Yeah, which is and awesome. I, it didn't make up for the cruelty, but I was still happy. Well, I mean, wasn't that like just one of your biggest dreams since the first episode is you wanted a yeah. hover chair? I want personally, I wanted a hover chair. Matt said I'd have to earn it. Mm-hmm. So you're like that and du- you earned it. You were like that dude from Dune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was more stylish. Yeah. More beautiful. And, and, yeah, better looking. Than that guy me. was disgusting. Yeah. So uh, that was Chintus. And then we learned that we could um, jump. jump off the side of the building because the whole <laughs> area qualified as the lair of an ancient silver dragon yeah so we had feather fall and we just floated down only float, if you're good or neutral and so we're like down. please god please yeah because <laughs> i just killed just that imagine guy imagine blorpo jumps off and just <laughs> splat yeah that would be the end it's of a little Avenger too bloodthirsty yeah. and that brings us to the next episode a man is dead episode in which 17 a yeah. man has it was um Old Unrangius. Unrangius was found murdered. Hung. Oh, yeah. He, he was killed ha- himself. He was hanged, yeah. He was hanged with his own dick. No, <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was just found hanged. And uh, everybody said that it was like, uh, you know, suicide, but we knew different. In yeah. an investigation. Actually, I got to say, it was Yados that figured it out. He moved the um, the noose around the neck and found that there was like... Strangle marks. Strangle marks. Mm-hmm. Big hands. Yeah, yeah, good old Yados. Yeah, he got it, man. Yados. So we ended up looking around and we found a giant monster, mm-hmm, yeah. a slad. Yeah. Which do what, Matt? Slads uh, burst out of people's chests like the alien and yeah. uh, turn into giant sort of frogish type monsters. And uh-huh. All right. So we, we fought a giant slad. Um, we took it down to the floor. Oh, we did. We dragged him down. We, we I think we even hooked him to my, uh, after we killed him, we hooked him to my wheelchair. They were like, beep. Beep. I backed up, pulled him down the stairs. Da, 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 da. And then um, we found out that, is that when we found out that there was a traitor in our midst? Mm-hmm. And who was it? We didn't know who it was at the time. Wait, wasn't there a kid that also got hurt? Yeah, that got killed. Yeah, we found the kid basically in um in yeah. one of the rooms. I want to say his name was Ryan too, wasn't it? <laughs> I can't remember. I think it fucking was. Ryan is all the kids we find. I don't know if that was his name. His name was something cute like Tiny Tim or something. Sweet little tiny Tim. Let's just call Matt him is consulting now. the log. Matt's handwriting is enough deterrent for me not to read his notes. Um, so anyways, yeah. So there was a whole bunch of shenanigans and nonsense going on. Yeah. So this this kid we found, he was like, oh no, I, I, I'm, I'm a traitor. Help me. Help me. And then we're like, and then he disappeared. <laughs> Somehow that. And then yeah. we went downstairs and he got blow darted before he could tell anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we found out that Dun, dun, dun. Kaibu was a traitor. She was the one that let the slide in. Mm-hmm. Old Kaibu. And then there's a flashback to all the times that it was obvious that she was a traitor and we're such dummies. Yeah. Why did we pick up on that? Why didn't we pick up on that? And yeah. she was working for an organization called... The Blue Prism. The Order of the Blue Prism. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The Order. And um, she disappeared and a bunch of other people disappeared too. And they're like, you gotta go there. Mm-hmm. You gotta go to the blue prism. <gasps> they stole. Oh my god! They stole the key. That's what they did. 
Yeah, that's right. Because we gave it to the dumb guy on Rangius. Because mm-hmm. well, we thought we were supposed to deliver it, later, it. Yeah, we didn't know. Yeah. So we were supposed to come. It was like really frustrating because I'm like, come on, why didn't we like? Yeah. We were all really mad. We beat ourselves up. So now up. we were given the task of going to this Order of the Blue Prism. And Which takes us to the next episode. To quote Emperor Palpatine, wipe them out. Um, so episode 19, Ambush on the Overpass. This is uh, the... Um, Mostly this is a fighting episode. Yeah, it's the only episode where uh, Blorpo's been dropped. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, knock on wood, yeah, everybody heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened was we were trying to go um we used the the logic of basically where we were ambushed before on the way to the monastery we knew the path that they had taken to come get us so we picked up their tracks and we headed that way yeah because we knew the bandit was somehow associated because he had a blue tongue yeah and then the other initiate that got murdered up in the place had a blue tongue the eye initiate yeah and so we eventually uh came across these bandits on this overpass and we confronted them and as we were running up uh, like an idiot i didn't rage and then i got hit by a fireball Oh, and it brutal. did like 30 damage and just like, you know, or it was 25. I took full 25 it damage. It flattened you. Yeah. So it took a lot of wind out of my sails. No, I was down. Blurbo was down. And then um, I believe, did I think I was the only one alive actually. Yados is down too. And then he rolled a 20. So he got up with one hit point. No, it was me. Oh, it, was it? Yeah, it was me. Okay. That was, so I was let, me, l- let me say it again. One so sec. So Blurbo was down. Yados was down. I was the only one left. I was like trying really hard and then I got hit. And right before I did, Blurbo rolled 20. Mm-hmm. So he was up. Otherwise, yeah. we'd all been unconscious. Yeah, we would have all died. And uh, <laughs> I had, we had been given a gift at the uh, monastery, this breath of the wind, I think it was called. Yeah. So. Um, Potion. I took a ready action so that when the monks that had downed me went over to take care of the other guys and weren't looking, I would drink the potion. Because you were still laying up. on the ground. Yeah. And then I used it against them. So the potion as an action allows me to breathe um, like this big gust of wind like you're like Superman or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the guys went flying back and the one guy who was severely injured, you know, cracked his head and died. And the other one who had the wind knocked out of him was stunned to see that Plurpo was up again and he's like, they're immortal. Mm-hmm. And then he just ran off like a, a kooky cultist that he was. And mm-hmm. we forgot something very important. What's up? As we were leaving the monastery earlier, we got a dog. Oh, yeah. His yeah, name was Marv. How, how could I forget? I know. And Marv was a big... Old fart bag. He was an old plush dog. He liked Blarpo fruit. He liked pooping. Yeah. And he's about as sharp as a wet bag of hammers, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> and so um, we, so basically, we all started resting. You dragged our bodies once again. 69. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I was... Luckily, uh, we were happened upon by Meve again. Yeah, she was following us. Isn't, yeah. that, isn't that convenient? Yeah, because mm-hmm. she doesn't really have anything else to do but um, make our she lives. She got nothing going on. Yeah. So, and then she was sniffing around because she mm-hmm. knew that we were getting the key back, which she was looking for, which mm-hmm. I think about now. And then the other thing is that, you know, there could be money involved. So, she decided, oh, yeah, maybe I'll just tag along with you guys and yeah, see how Yeah, I think Yeda's really, like, convinced us because I don't like her. I don't trust her. Yeah. And just like, come on, she's cool. Yeah, he wants to share, like... Semen? Yeah, biological fluid with them, or with her. <laughs> them. With them, her, the cultists and her, sure, why not? <laughs> and so we, we, we started going and we found this like um, cave with a little, it was like a little puckered asshole. Oh, yeah. No, inside the cave it had, yeah, like a little. And so we, we, we um, first we opening, camped, we camped outside of the Which asshole. we called it the butthole. Yeah, the butthole of the cave. That's a little more PC, I suppose. Yeah, we called this episode Marvy and Meave. 
Yeah. And so this one was cool because I couldn't get through the hole. So we had to figure out a way. How can you get a person into a hole when they're too big for the hole? But the best part was when... What uh, the, what's the solution? Blorpo, Blorpo spoke with animals and he spoke <laughs> yeah. with Marv. Marv. And it, I worked with him so that I could like do the bee sense and I send him into the cave. I gave him sp- explicit instructions and I'm like, okay, Marv, I want you to go in there and see what's going on and then come back and I'll give you a Blorpo fruit. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and then he's so like, he goes okay, inside and he's like sniffing around and he smells like something awful. And he's like, that doesn't smell like bro. Blarpo fruit. He's like, I want it to smell like Blarpo fruit. And then he's like, maybe, yeah, I'm just going to go back and tell Blarpo that, you know, I found all this stuff and then he's going to be so happy with me. (laughs) And like his plan didn't make any sense because the whole time I'm bee sensing and seeing what he's seeing and know that he's just shitting the bed on me. And then he came back and he's like, oh, it was great. It was great, Blorpo. There were beautiful uh, rivers and People and shiny, shiny. You're going to be so happy with with marv and then he's like give me another blurpo <laughs> and i was like no and he's like blurpo <gasps> and then you you uh, dropped your connection yeah and then so you guys put me into the um bag of holding yeah that was a pretty pretty good idea to put you into a bag of holding because everyone else could fit in the hole except for me yeah and it was a i remember um imagining it like uh it was just like a big snake and it just <laughs> just swallowed you up yeah and you just disappeared into the bag. And I ate lots of food, lots of Eudas's like little yeah. things in there. And it, and also, remarkably, in my whatever 25 years I've been playing D&D, that I've never, ever heard of anybody being inside a bag of holding ever. And yeah. that was the first. Well, it was great. I'll so do that, it again. That was amazing. So well done on that <laughs> department. So we got through. We found out there's a bear carcass. It was mm-hmm. old Marvy smelled. And then we found out there's a bunch of hook horrors, a his and hers type situation. Yeah, and we mm-hmm. came upon them when they were sleeping. And we killed them yeah. without much, without much problem. It was pretty good. Well, you webbed them up. Webbed them up and, and struck uh, them down. So we had some good hold strategy. Mm-hmm. And uh, which brings us to the next episode, fittingly called In Cold Blood. <laughs> you guys found a secret entrance into the fortress of the Order of the Blue Prism. Yeah, it was a garbage shoot. Yeah. Why don't you talk about this, Matt? This is where um, the gang started making a series of very questionable decisions. Um, So you guys enter the fortress at night, infiltrate. It's going great so far. Uh You guys, surprisingly well for you guys. I think it was the middle of the day. Yeah, I I can't remember. Nobody was sleeping. Because the first time we went, it was the daytime. Right, yeah. Because we were like, why are you sleeping in this room to this initiate? Yes, there was a guy sleeping in one of the barracks. He was the only guy there sleeping. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, you charmed him. Yadis charmed him. That was really, really smart. And yeah. then he, he actually, Yadis remembered he had spells, which yeah. is yeah. Mir- miraculous. It was yeah. um, episode 21. <laughs> I think it was the first spell he ever cast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you charmed this guy, you got him to spill his guts on, on this fortress, and then you decided, you wow. all panicked and decided, oh shit, oh shit, he's going to break out of this charm eventually. We got to kill him. And then mm-hmm. we actually did spill his guts IRL. And it created a huge mess. Yeah. We did it like the dumbest way. You know what? We should have stuck him in the bag of holding and then thrown yeah. him down the chute or something. But we basically <laughs> butchered him. Yeah. Like any any group of good uh, aligned characters, <laughs> you conspired to and then committed a, a cold-blooded murder <laughs> yeah. on a man and then <laughs> threw his dismembered body parts into a garbage. And wasn't his name Ryan too? <laughs> I don't know. It was like uh, Worthington or Wellington or something like yeah. that. Yeah, he. I remember he was a pretty outstanding young chap, and he he was a drywaller or something, some kind of contractor. Yeah. But you know what? What were you gonna do? You yeah. Know? 
the one can't of, have him live. One of my favorite parts is that you guys botched the murder so badly. You did, there was just blood everywhere. Like yeah. you guys didn't like strangle him or put a pillow over his head or something like that. <laughs> like Blorpo just put out took out his axe and just started hacking this guy to pieces in his bed. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm laughing so hard. Right and now. and then we were nothing then, like a good old fashioned murder. Gatos tried to like um he's like okay let's try to clean up all the blood in Paul's too and then we'll switch all the mattresses flip them over so no one knows but it just it was so dirty yeah cut to anybody listening to this conversation we're having right now without knowing the context <laughs> and they're like what the fuck are these people talking and about? so what we decided to do is take all everything with blood in it we decided to dump it down the chute because we're like ah they'll never know and it's uh, as we are carrying his the guy's body and the bloody mattresses <laughs> yeah, the door is open because it's the middle of the day <laughs> and a couple of cultist frat boys are like yo what's happening here yeah and yeah. they uh they attacked us. Yep. Yeah. And Even, we ju- yeah. and we just barely survived that encounter. Yeah, I webbed up the door so they couldn't yeah, come Yeah, but we were getting... D- uh, oh, that was when Yados got darted like four times and he yeah. didn't use his shield spell and people were like, why are you using your shield yeah, spell? Yeah, the fans reacted strongly. Yeah, I was, I, yeah, I was like, shield, do you need your shield? And he's like, no, I'm going to take it because <laughs> I got to learn my lesson. Yeah. It's like, meanwhile, he lost like so much of his hit points yeah and you and yados just for like a little like how the sausage is made you guys have been rolling your hit points every single level yeah we had been and he'd started out doing really poorly and he i started like out really great and then now at the later levels i've been doing poorly i i've been taking the normal one because i don't like rolling for my i no. like rolling for everything else except for hp and you're just excelling through into the stars and the heavens now That's right past all of us god damn uh, so, right yeah humans just down here on the ground. <laughs> and so you guys made the best decision out of all of them, which was to retreat. Yeah. And yeah. spend a night back in that gross cave. Yeah, yeah. And Matt was really upset because he's like, you guys are leaving the dungeon in the middle of a fight. Well, we were worked. Like I, I had been worked. We were like hamburger. Yeah. I had, I had yeah, I was used to, and Yadis was used as a human dartboard. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, we came through. Teeth and dartboard. We went through to the asshole of the cave. Mm. where like the opening was we came out the asshole and we found out that a bunch of people were really trying to find us but there was a big snowstorm and so we actually ended up being hidden Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. beautiful it was good it was actually you know i enjoyed my sleep on the the uh, cave floor there. but you woke up and the floor was quite sticky and why was that oh it turns out in the middle of the night marv had gotten into my blorpo fruit bag Uh and decided to eat most of it. And he ate and ate and ate like any dog until he got sick and then started puking everywhere. (laughs) And uh, it was all leaked all over the floor and like into my clothes. And I was just like, (laughs) I woke up and then, but amazingly, you know, um, Blurpo was very um, understanding that, you know, Marv is a simple, hungry animal. And, you know. And you had like 10 left, didn't you? Yeah, it's, you know, I don't know, for whatever reason, greed. Easy come, easy yeah, go. Yeah, easy come, easy go with the Blorpo fruit. Although, maybe, maybe Blorpo will want to go get more. Maybe. Well, he, yeah, Jeremy's been telling me that privately. Yeah. He said, I, ha- I have a theory, though, and we've talked about this on one of the episodes, where Marv puking up all those Blorpo fruit, <laughs> he actually, like, planted a field of those Blorpo fruit yeah, trees. like bird poop. Yeah, in a subterranean, you know, cavern environment and, uh, you know. There'll be more. I, like, I'm imagining. That's like the after credits scene after our campaign y- yeah, ends. Yeah, exactly. It's like dun dun dun. Yeah, just like oh, and everything went back to yeah. normal, and it's like dun dun dun. And it's like a tiny little like. You see one some fruit. kids like, what's this? And yeah. he just finds this glade of yeah. blue trees. Wow, mom. Yeah. 
Mm, then so, you guys uh, came up with a perfect plan. Episode 22. And it was less of a perfect plan and more like we had to do something. We couldn't just sit in a cave anymore, sit in our thumbs. Oh, no. The perfect plan was when we got back to the door that entrance the entrance the back we were gonna sneak in it was totally locked and it was booby trapped to make noise if we came back we found that and then the door was like barred from the other side because they knew we'd come back yeah and i my reasoning was like they couldn't think that we're dumb enough to come back within the next 20 of our hours we were but we were which is the perfect plan (laughs) and you had the great idea of what gaseous form oh i just leveled just took the spell and so i was like I didn't think I could. I thought I could only cast myself. That was mm-hmm. my problem. That was a big. And mistake. so I, I turned into a gas cloud, and I went through like the slits of the wall, mm-hmm. and then I got to the other side, and there was a big, heavy iron bar that I could not lift, mm-hmm. and I was stuck <laughs> on the other side of the door. Yeah, that and was so, that was a scary moment. Yeah, because ever there was a bunch of people sleeping in the room, like right next to me, and so I tried to open it, couldn't do it. I walked into the room, ended up finding like a, something I could use, a tool. Mm-hmm. crowbar mm-hmm. came back out like found like some tool thing it still didn't work yeah i ended up like it was just like horrifying um and but i eventually matt was like very kind to me and he let me do it because i i, I hitched up my winch that like, would have been the end of us get this cat out of here get out of here you cat mm. <laughs> our cat our cat just up on the table now it's kissing jeremy in the lips oh come here come down here be rough with her so she likes it no if I try and hug her, she'll be like, nope. Uh-huh. Just like any cat. Like, see you um. later. Oh, she was pushed <laughs> off the table. Perfect. So we, um, I ended up opening the door. Thank God. It's like the last attempt. Mm-hmm. To, and then you guys are like, where were you? And I was like, oh, no. oh my God. And um, you guys came through. We went upstairs. And we kind of like looked around. Everyone was sleeping. Oh, that's when we entered into that weird shaped room with the doors and we couldn't figure out which way we were going. Yeah, we talked for like 15 minutes yeah. about... <laughs> that was the debacle. The debacle just kept going. This is like an episode two, actually, like this one. Yeah. It was like it was like an eight-sided room with five doors and we couldn't figure it yeah. out. And we we're like, don't draw it for us. We, yeah, we yeah. got to do this yeah. ourselves. <laughs> and we were like, counterclockwise, counterclockwise. Yeah, and then, um, and then actually Yados walked into a room and mm-hmm. found a book. Yeah. And when he touched it, it was like that thing from Lord of the Rings when um one of the hobbits touched the... The Palantir. The Palantir. And it was like someone communicated with him. And he's like, what do you say to him? Yados. Yados. Yeah, <laughs> but what after that? Matt, do you remember? I believe it was a secret message that I passed to Carmen, was it not? Yeah. He told us about it, though. Did I? I think he told you, us about it immediately. You know, yeah, you said it over the electronic airwaves. Like it was basically Sarah and I had to leave the room so you could. Oh, yes, that's right. I made you guys yeah, pull your uh, headphones off. So but I then he did tell us. What was it? Ah, uh, crap. What did it tell him? Listen to the episode to find out yeah, what Yeah, listen to the episode. Yeah. It, basically, it said some menacing things. It said, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I know it said, <laughs> yeah, no. And now he's got that book still. Yeah, and it's him. bound to him, right? It yeah. said, M- Meow. <laughs> 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 oh my god. One of our old campaigns, there was like this lion. Yeah. And it was like meow. <laughs> yeah. It was like a, there was some a deviant so lion. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know. It's so funny. It was amazing. Meow. Meow. He was trying to see if we were interested, if you know what I mean. Oh god, I forgot about that. Yeah. Jeremy did the voice of it, but Matt made the character. Indeed. It was just a lion. Yeah, it was. Me- it was just a, a sexual deviant lion. 
Um, and then from there, we moved across the hallway and we found a, a gate that was locked. 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 And we tried to open it and it was just like an impossible DC to beat. It was insane. Yeah. It was like DC 30 uh, or something. Yeah, or impossible. 45. It was an impossible. What was the DC? Do you remember? 30. 30. Yeah. Was, um, we tried impossible. strength checks. We tried uh We tried Ben Bard, yeah. lift gates. Yeah, it's impossible. So um, we found a room with a grate with, uh, was there a, a slab in it? Oh, it was no. staring from behind a, yeah. Oh, yeah. Staring from behind. How did it that, was, how did that work? It was imprisoned basically. Yeah. Yeah. And we basically kind of let it out. They sort were of. kind of like using this room to hatch or, well, not hatch, but you know, yeah, in- incubate yeah. slads inside yeah. people. And, oh, and now I understand. So that when we were in there in the dark, one of them had been hatched and he was trying to force his way through yeah the bars yeah that was a big one that was a big pop-up yeah this was before he had his control sort of uh implanted or whatever yeah who so the slides people control them the implant control jams in their brains i didn't know that we didn't know that you heard it here first folks (laughs) well that's a little tidbit for y'all i want to control jam in my brain so uh (laughs) yeah so basically we decided to leave and close the door and not fight the slad which was good actually yeah we like Orville opened wanted to fight it we basically opened the secret door and then we couldn't i don't know if we even tried to close it but the slide was trying to get out we're like let's just close the this main door and mm-hmm. we'll just forget about and it pretend mm-hmm. it never existed <laughs> out of sight out of mind and he was like checking uh, uh, trying to get out like uh, uh. and then we went to another room and that takes us to the next episode the potion master yeah opus episode 23 the potion master. abraham yeah, so he was one of the uh, main dudes of this place, of this cult. Master Abraham, I believe his name was. And uh, he had a pretty cool um, robe, and he had all these potions tied to him, and he was yeah. mixing beakers and elixirs and stuff. And then and he knew ca- who we were. Yeah, we came in and surprised him, and he was just like looking at us, and it was kind of a tense moment. And he's like, what did he say again? Come on in, have a potion. Yeah, we'll like, uh, we'll what, talk. Yeah, he's like, why don't you come in and sit down and... We'll have some potions and yeah. everything will be all right. And then he opened up his coat, like a kind of one of those like back uh, alley sales, like, um, you know, people have like yeah. drugs in their yeah. coat, but also oh, like a yeah. suicide bomber. I totally know all about that. <laughs> and so, and he basically attacked us. Yeah. We were innocent and he attacked us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I imagine he was like one of those kind of like, um, you know, like the, like those traveling merchants that would open his coat and have all these like, yeah. snake oils and stuff yeah. that he'd try and sell you. That's what I imagine too. Yeah. A back alley. <clears throat> drugsman. So, yeah. So he had all these vials and stuff. and Or a flasher. Yeah. And he basically used potions like they were going out of style. Yeah, he kept throwing them at us, drinking them. Chugging them, throwing them. Yeah. He had a cool action surge for potions. We actually killed him pretty well. He, he actually like went missing. <coughs> AKA he popped out of existence very briefly and we had a hard time, but then he got cut and uh, drip, yeah. drip, drip. Yeah. One I think, second. yeah, he was, um, I think he drank a, a potion of in- invisibility. He also had like a potion that which produces imps and he had, he drank a healing potion and he threw the explosion uh, potions and yeah just many others How and many um when uh-huh. we were trying oh yeah then yatos took the breath of the wind potion mm-hmm. and he completely fucked up the entire room yeah he blew and blew and everything fell in itself and it was just like one of those library scenes where like a bookshelf falls over and another one does yeah. and it's like potions were everywhere and like this noxious gas started rising up yeah i mean like 
I guess otherwise we'd have had so many potions. Huff and fumes, huff and fumes. And so we ended up killing Abraham. We got like nine potions tops. Which is amazing. And, uh, but there were like thousands in there. Me pocketed some money. Yeah, she's a little bitch. (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, and you guys found a key to that impossible to open gate. Indeed. Yeah. And so we ended up going out, and this kind of takes us into Blue Prison Massacre. We went out the door and we found out that while we were fighting him very loudly, a lot of people had died. Yeah. Yeah. In a very short amount of time because the slad had escaped. The slad did. Which we had forgotten about. Mm hmm. And um, there were like arms everywhere, limbs, uh, blood streaks, you know. The lights were flickering like a horror movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was horrifying. Straight out of Resident Evil. Yeah. So we um, we decided to go to the gate and we unlocked it. We went upstairs and we found out that all of the leaders of the Blue Prism were there talking to a giant crystal. Yes. Yeah. That was cool. That was really cool. It was a giant Blue Prism. Yep. Yeah, and um, it was like, I can't remember. Who, who, Master Nectar was. Master, oh, yeah. Grandmaster Nectar. And Kaibu was there, and then another disciple who was turned into axe meat. Yeah. Yep. So we, after, like, we were really wimpy. I think we sat there for, like, a couple, like, an hour or two. We're like, we don't know what to do. Ah. And then we're like, we got to attack him. It was a big boss fight, right? And so, by the time we yeah. went up to attack him, they knew, like, they, it wasn't a surprise. They were, like, looking at us like, uh. That was good when uh, Yadis poked his head in and they to looked. look, and they detected him, and Grandmaster Nectar was like, who, who the, the devil d- are you? Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. And then he's like, who are you? You know, like as if he owned the place and yeah. this is his room. What are you doing in my room? Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that was very memorable. So we killed them. It was pretty difficult to be perfectly honest, but we did it. Yeah, the, the, the cool thing being that... Um, oh, Kaibu. I think, I think you, you saved the day by webbing up Kaibu. because she, she came back to life. Well, she was revivified by Nectar. Um, Zombies. Who, yeah, who was... A priest of some kind. Or a high priest Oculum, who is a priest of Nectar. Oh, high priest Oculum, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Nectar was... The crystal. The crystal, talking from uh, beyond... Somewhere else, yeah. Yeah, and he said... uh, So that prism would light up and shoot like a death necrotic ray and hit someone, ricochet off and kill someone else. And it ended up actually... It did a lot of damage to Blorpo, but it ended up killing Kaibu, who was just... Had the worst luck. She was webbed up. She couldn't escape. We were just... Meave was just pounding on her, and then oh. she, she basically took um, the blast, the necrotic blast, and finished her off. Also, Kaibu tried to give me money to kill Meave because right. Meave was pounding on her. Oh, she's like, I know you hate that bitch too. And I was so indignant. I cannot believe she said that. It was incredibly rude. And I didn't. You oh, know what? You used that cool um, Cloaking smoke potion. bomb potion, which you know used as a reaction to create like a... Um, you know, like a cloud of smoke that basically yeah. gives you full cover. So I saved me or uh, Meve. Yeah, you did. So she uh, owed me her life. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after we defeated them, we moved out of that room, and uh, on our way out, uh, we looked for some food. And now is this is this raw power like, this is the episode raw power this is, episode this 25. is my favorite episode yeah. this is episode 25 this one's I amazing th- i think this is the best episode we've ever done and uh we come across a food reserve and uh, there's three young disciples hiding. that are just hiding because they're like is it gone because they were hiding from the slad mm-hmm. and paula just loses her shit oh wait you know what we didn't talk about is we found in the last room two survivors prior oh, yeah. to um they were so, in the cage. So, so sorry, back up. So we, we, yeah, we, lo- we leave and we go into this one last room and there's two survivors that are in cages and they are, uh, they've been impregnated with slad poles 
and they're just waiting to burst. And Blorpo's like, I've got the cure that ails. Uh, <laughs> and um, I gave them Blorpo fruit and they like barfed up these huge like puppy sized slugs, slad poles. And one of them died and one of them lived. And the one that lived was named Simon. We took yeah. him. He had internal bleeding. And so anyways, we were just kind of all like really raw from like our battle and then from this gross experience. Two yeah. And uh, so when we're like, let's get some food and get out of here. We stopped in this uh, food preserve and we find those three guys. Yeah. And then Paula lost her shit. Basically like they were trying to lie to me. Yeah. They were like, they're like, why would we work with you? Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, we'll help you go upstairs. I'll I'll take you. I I know we're healing potions. I wanted him to heal his kid. Right. And I was like, basically (laughs) I, I listened and I listened and I was like, wrong answer. And I just like, just buried a bolt into one of, them, <laughs> one of their necks. That's what you call cold-blooded murder. It was just like, I didn't like them. They were like trying to bargain with me and they're being so, yeah. they're bad people. Yeah. And they also had been imprisoning people and there's no problem. Like they felt like, like I don't care. This is how we do things. Yeah. And, and then you killed the other one. Well, you, it's, it's, this is my favorite part of the episode is where you're like, you're like, I don't know, Blorpo, it's up to you. And you said, I, to be honest, he's like, you're like, I just killed a man. And you're like so happy that you did that. Yeah. And then I just proceeded to put Simon down and just do the eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch a liar by his toe. And, you know, the Matt's like, no, 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 like, please don't kill me. And it's just also, uh, it was so great because uh, Yados is trying to be the voice of reason. He's like, no, no, don't do it. He's don't like, do you know, it. did you not wet your, and then I'm just like, what's that? Is that a sled? And I just, I murder one of them. As well, because, I mean, we were told these are evil they're people. Bad. Yeah, they were cultists. They were impregnating people. And they're with, proud of it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, totally misaligned and uh, evil. So I er, just eradicated this guy from the face of the earth. <laughs> and the last guy, we were just like, you know. He's and, like, help, help. And he's like, we're like, I'm like, what's your name? And he's like, uh, Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> yeah, it's always Ryan. <laughs> and then basically, you know, uh, I give him the speech that like, fate wants to drink his blood paula wants to shoot him with a crossbow bolt you know simon over here has been impregnated by slads and doesn't like you very much and my friend yados just wants to you know debate with you <laughs> and uh yeah it's just the, i think it's one of the best episodes and so we ended up tying him up like a prisoner because we're like we'll let the silver clad monastery decide yeah. what to do with you and yeah i love it when matt's like ryan's going to juvie <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's just so good. <laughs> so we went back to the um, Silver Cloud Monastery. We um, gave them Simon to heal. And he ended up being all right. At least by the time we left, he was fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we gave them Ryan. And he went, he, they, they weren't going to kill him. But pay they're his gonna, dues. Yeah. Pay his dues. And then we went and had a bath, me and Yedis, because we were so dirty and disgusting and covered in shit. And what did Blurpo do after those long fights, no resting? Uh, he decided to run up the mountain again and for four hours. And to talk to Chintis. At double time to yeah try and find out the nature of his bronze amulet. Um, but ended up getting levels of exhaustion just passing out and then he just rolled off the side of the mountain and feather fall down (laughs) and as he tried to scrape his way back into the uh, monastery he's like help help me so I tried to get the the monks to try and do me a solid and they picked me up and threw me into bed and I just (laughs) passed out immediately oh my god it was amazing (laughs) when you fell to the ground with feather fall you're all crumpled up (laughs) like a burn victim that's right (laughs) oh it was so good and I slept. And then we found out something horrifying. And that was um, when we weren't there for the couple of days. Um, Sailor Runeware had actually visited the monastery. And he ended up stealing a copy of the map 
to um this to city of cutting winds yeah. valheim yeah valheim city of cutting winds and that he had um under his dominion a young gnome Carmi, Carmi. Yeah. Who's Carmi from episode five, who Blorpo, you know, really took a shine to. She was lovely. And everybody loved her. She made us mushroom souffle. She was just an amazing little wizard. And uh, yeah, so that's, you know, the rest of us are all just like so mad that. Yeah, and the last time she saw we saw her, she was she basically let us go ahead. She was ahead. saving our life last yeah. time we saw her. She's like, someone's tracking us. You guys go ahead. I'll go save. I'll go like d- distract him or like, yeah. you know, fend him off. We never saw him again. So clearly Sable Runeware was tracking us. Yeah. And so we ended up getting back on the road. We started going um, to the city of Cutting Winds. Mm-hmm. And we went through a beautiful forest called the Jadewind Forest. We talked to some cows, mm-hmm. which is so funny because they talk so slow and they're like yes. a waste of time. So I, sp- I spoke with animals and the cows were just like, hello. Who are you? Yeah. And so we moved on from talking with the cows and we got into the forest. We got mugged. By pixies. By some, what were the, what were the names of them? Quicklings. Quicklings. Oh, quicklings. Yeah. And you're like, Matt, yeah. Well, Matt. They attempted to mug you. They didn't succeed. Matt's like, hey, 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 hey. They're yeah. all darting around and uh, making us nervous. They're and the worst. So we put an end to that. And uh, after that, we moved into the blood meadow. So we found a dead deer in the middle of a meadow that had been gutted. And all of their blood, or his or her the young deer, the Mr. and Mrs. Deer, blood spilled onto the ground and mm-hmm. from the blood sprung red mushrooms. Caps. Red caps. Yeah, and um, we found out that underneath those red caps, my grandpappy had told me a story about them. And uh, I was like, we got to deal with them because otherwise there's going to be out there looking for blood. It's like this horrible monster that grows from pain and blood and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't stop because it always wants its hat to be wet. Is that what the cap is? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's hat wet. And um, we killed him. Yeah. yeah. Almost, it was very tough fight. They're like these little skinheads. Basically. Yeah. And we basically avoided a lot of damage. They've got this like these iron boots that they can kick us in this tremendous strength. And we somehow evaded all those attacks. We were very lucky. Yeah. Very, very lucky. Yeah. And that brings us up to date. Yeah, that was it. That was the first 26 episodes. Yep. So like, God damn, guys. Yeah, it was a lot like of it things was nothing, have happened. You know? It was like it was nothing. Yeah, we could have just done this instead of playing. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just like, and then imagine? this happened, and then this happened. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, maybe um, people who have listened to all 26 episodes, you guys could write on our Facebook wall and tell us which is your favorite episode. Yeah. What's your favorite episode, Matt? You haven't said yet. Oh, my favorite episode. I believe that my favorite episode was, let's see, I'm trying to think of the title. I think it is Inside the Crystal Mountain slash oh, yeah, uh, The Madness of the Mephits. Yeah. So when you guys were in the gnome village with Sable Runeware, mm-hmm. I think that was my favorite, uh, my favorite, my favorite episode. That was very good. Matt loves gnomes, everybody, just so you know. He yeah. loves them. I know. I played a gnome in World of Warcraft back, you know, 2005. Mm-hmm. Gnomes are pretty cool. I played a human. I also human love playing... I played the horde. Asshole uh, magic artifact collector. Yeah, Sable's the best. (laughs) That sounds a lot like somebody who's in the story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sable Runeware. My favorite episode is definitely Enter the Monastery. The Monastery. Just because I really like that guy who pulled the cart. Yeah. What about about Heal Fest? 
Heel Heel Fest, Fest is, is funny too. Heel Fest is but good. But the first like 20 minutes of Enter the Monastery made me laugh so much. Like, yeah. this is totally, and this is bully. And yeah. then, and then that guy killed himself and he's like, oh, well, I don't want to get involved in that. <laughs> this is his own business. Yeah. So I'm like, Jesus Christ. I loved it so much. Heel Fest is like my second favorite. Yeah. And mine's episode 25, Raw Power, where after we've murdered two people and Ryan's <laughs> left crying saying it's only because his parents didn't treat him nice. And it's like, these people said that they would help me. And I'm like, Ryan, you should give me something like a left hand. And then he's like, no, that's totally barbaric. And Paula's <laughs> like, he's the best. And I'm like, my dog is hungry. Oh, my God. And that one was awesome. Good we, we, that was total raw power. Yeah, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Yeah, so everybody should write us and tell us what their favorite episode yeah, is. Yeah, so the 21st, 26 episodes. Um, I hope you guys like the recap. And I want to make one more f- last uh, plea slash invitation to the listeners. Um, please go to our new Adventure EXE wiki page and contribute if you'd like or yeah. just read up. Uh, right now it's pretty bare bones, but I'm working on it. And hopefully some of you will want to work on it as well. So if you go to adventureexe.wikia.com, you can see it for yourself. And I'll post a link on the Facebook page. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? You can probably recap our episodes better than us if you just listen to one. So if you want to like write that in, you know, like what happened in an episode, mm-hmm. kind of bullet points. If you want to write about characters, flesh out like things that happened, quotes. Um, Matt's going to actually add maps eventually too, which mm-hmm. is really yep. cool. Yeah. We really want you guys to be involved in the show if you like it. So, and I want to give you all more, some more information on the sort of the history of the world that these players are carrying or yeah. characters are playing in. So for sure. Yeah. And you know what? Like it's cool. Cause I think someone has talked to me before about they've taken elements of our story into their own personal campaign. Wow. That's which incredible. Is really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, why not like make one of our characters, your NPC or go to one of the places we went to and yeah. take people who have listened or not listened to the show. Yeah. Paula could be a Lord of one of the lands. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Maps are coming soon. Yeah. yeah maps would be good. And, and there's lots of NPCs that could be added to, Definitely will be. Yeah, there's a lot of good NPCs. I'm just thinking of Taco and Carmi. Animal section. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. And the the pictures that Matt or Jeremy have drawn so far, we'll put in like the profile. Yeah, Yeah, and if you guys want to drop cool pictures of the characters too, maybe they can, you know... Yeah, you know what? Meve Meve has not been drawn yet. Yeah. Yeah, why has no one drawn Meve? Yeah. What's going on? uh, Were you scared? No, no, I definitely can. Uh... It's just, um, yeah, no excuses. Hey, it doesn't have to be you. It can be one of our yeah, listeners. Yeah, one of our listeners. Why haven't you guys drawn me yet? Yeah. You yeah. know, why haven't you? Draw real ugly. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. And uh, new episode next week. Thank you very much. That's episode 27, yeah? Yeah, episode 27. It's going to please. Do you, do you know the title of it? No. Oh, a sneak preview. We don't know the title. <laughs> we know what happens, but we don't have the title yet. Yeah, yeah it's very, very cool. Yeah, it'll be a good one. It's got a good ending. It's got a cliffhanger. Yeah. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Okay. Yep. Bye. 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 Tune in to the next episode of Adventure EXE. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Like our Facebook page. Send us love mail, burning questions, and slash fanfiction to info at adventure-exe.com. And remember, keep Keep watching watching the skies. skies.